Oh, that's incredible to think that we're, you know, it, we're getting this started again. It's already February. Yeah. This year, like, it, it just turned to 2022. Like, it literally just, it feels like it just did that yesterday. And it's already February. That's what I was going to say. It's like January flew by really fast. <laughs> Man, you're not kidding. January was here and January was gone. No. <laughs> oh man i am i am so excited i'm excited to be back i am excited to just you know I, here's the thing like every year we always get caught up in it's going to be a new year and it's going to be a new me and making all these resolutions and stuff and i i threw all that stuff out the window a couple years ago right i i got to the point where i'm yeah. like you know instead of just I get the idea and the mentality behind it of it's a new year, it's a fresh slate, a clean slate, you know, and, and like that, that new mm-hmm. beginning. But I threw all that out the window a, a couple years ago, and I was at the point where I'm like, you know, I'm going to determine to be better tomorrow than I was today, to serve God better tomorrow, to be in my Bible more faithfully, to be on my knees in prayer more faithfully. Yeah. And every single day, I strive to be just a little bit better than I was the day before. and. <laughs> You know, if you yeah. if you do something like that, you can't go wrong. You you don't set these unrealistic expectations or goals or I'm going to work out five times a week. And, you know, you don't do all these crazy <laughs> stuff that you, you're not actually thinking about when you make these commitments. And and that was something, too, that kind of I don't remember if it was my pastor or if it was a sermon or what it was that I heard. But they talked about we make these these commitments, like especially to God. But, you know, we make these commitments, we're going to do this, and, and Lord, I'm, I'm going to read this amount of chapters a day, I'm going to be in my, on my knees in prayer for this amount of time every day, and then we fall short of that, yeah. and that's a twofold problem. One, we're going back on that, that commitment, that, that promise that we just made to God, but then two, we're not just failing, you know, God in that aspect, not that, you know, God ever you know, looks at us as, as much, if that yeah. makes sense. You know, it, mm-hmm. it's, you know, he understands that we, we are sin and we have sin nature in us. He understands that he's not looking at us as, you know, these, these great creatures, although we are, we're, we're his mm-hmm. creation. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to get tongue tied here, but I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of like, that's what I'm doing. Um, But like, you know, you're, you're not just breaking that commandment, but the Bible talks about that. Um, vowing a vow and and then not fulfilling it yeah and how it's it's as bad if not worse as the sin of witchcraft yeah so not only are you failing god and and that does something to us mentally when we don't live up to those expectations that we set but then we're we're sinning in such a greater fashion we're we're taking this I'm going to I'm going to pull up that verse real quick because I don't want to um I don't want to misquote it and I have a real bad habit of I'll get a verse uh, in my head and I'm like oh this is how it is this is how it goes and then I find out oh no that's that's not how that verse went. So give me just a second cuz I like I said I don't want to misquote that verse. Yeah. Um let's see here. Oh, here it is. Deuteronomy 23:21. When thou shalt vow a vow unto the Lord thy God Thou shalt not slack to pay it, for the Lord thy God will surely require it of thee, and it would be sin in thee. 
you know, and the Bible talks a lot about vowing a vow. It talks a lot about that those promises. Yeah. You know, and, and another thing the Bible talks a lot about is vanity, especially Old Testament, but vanity or that that emptiness. And you know, those vo- those vain prayers and those empty promises. The Bible is very, very particular about how we need to be uh, not just diligent in what we're doing and what we're saying and how we're acting, but we need to be very mindful with the words that we're speaking, the promises, the commitments we're making. Yeah. Because that that will really, you know, not just from a man to God perspective in terms of you're creating division now between you and God, but from man to man, um, you know, or even to your inner man, you start putting these stumbling blocks in essence. If you start making these vows, these promises, these commitments and not following through or, you know, that that was something I had a problem with when I was a kid. I was like, I'm going to read X amount of chapters because I, I would go to like these youth conferences and stuff. Yep. And, you know, they make you fill out your little your little commitment cards <laughs> like I'm going to read three chapters a day in the Old Testament and three in the New and a Psalms and a Proverbs every day. And I'm going to I'm going to have 30 minutes of time alone with God every day. And I'm going to, you know, I'm going to surrender to full-time ministry and I'm going to go and I'm just going to serve God and I'm going to charge hell with a squirt gun. (laughs) And, you know, there's, there's nothing. You get the keychain, you get it all. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know, and I love the enthusiasm that goes into that. But as people, you know, we get out of, those mountaintop experiences and we get away from those camps and we go back to the real world and especially as teenagers that's it's a huge it's a night and day difference you're going from being with other people who are on fire and wanting to serve god to going back into the world which is cold and dead and has no desire to serve god let alone recognize god for who he is for what he's done Everything like rainbows and, and mountaintops and, and creation, the majesticness that is God and the sunrises and sunsets, they just want to call that, you know, a phenomenon. They don't want to call it for what it is of it being God. Yeah. It's just something that happens and something that happened because of a big bane or because of a fill in the blank. And that's so sad. And like I said, you know, you, we get on these mountaintop experiences going to these youth rallies and conferences, and then we come back and we don't fulfill these these commitment card promises we made. And now all of a sudden, our heart starts getting the best of us. You know, our heart yeah. is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Yeah. Our heart starts getting the best of us. And it says, you wicked sinner, you, you wicked Christian, how dare dare you make a commitment and not follow through how dare you say you're going to serve god faithfully with your years and then you turn your back on him the first day you get back the second day you get back that van ride bus ride back home when somebody cut you off (laughs) like how dare you you know and 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 then we as christians our heart gets the better of us and then we cease to serve god altogether because we're like, man, my heart is just beating me up and it's tearing me down and I must not be good for anything. I must really be a dirty, rotten sinner who can't amount to anything and can't do anything good for God. And then we just, just give shaming, up on God. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I got off on a tangent there. I'm, <laughs> I'm so excited to get this back on the road Never. and make this happen. Yeah. It's, this has been something that, you know, you and me have shared this burden and this passion anyways. But it's just, for me, it's a little bit closer to home because it's like, this is, it, it's happening. You yeah. know, we're doing this. And and with it being 2022 now, and us bringing the podcast back and, and, and for season two, mm-hmm. it's like, where do we go from here? You know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we sadly didn't end season one the way we expected it to, but clearly it's how God wanted us to. But oh. where do we go from where we ended? And I, the last episode we did together, uh, it was before I got sick, I think. Uh, yeah. Because we we had like plans to do Thanksgiving Day episode. We had plans to put out a couple different episodes, like in preparation for Thanksgiving. Um, and we never got a chance to do that just because of work schedules and everything else. I got sick. And you got sick. Work, yeah. life, everything in between. Yeah, quite literally. Yeah, the last one we did was why don't we go to religious churches and. From there, I remember that. Mm-hmm. That was a great episode. Yes. Oh man, that's I'm I'm telling you what, man. I'm so excited. I'm pumped. I'm I'm so glad to be back here with you. How how are you, man? How are you doing? How was your your Thanksgiving? How was your Christmas? Like how was <laughs> how is Donnie the man doing? Donnie's doing. That's all I can say. <laughs> Donnie is doing. <laughs> And I've made it to 2022, so that's that's a plus. Um, Come on! Quite a bit has changed in my life. Uh, and I think we'll save that for another podcast another time, and or maybe bonus episode. I don't know. Well, but um, eventually I'll share some things that have happened since November 2021 um, to where we are here in February 2022. It's, yeah, God's done some awesome things in my life, and just... Um, yeah, uh, but yeah, it's just that's uh, been good. That's all I can say. It's amen. Come on. Which speaking on. of which, something awesome. That, um, so um, yeah, Christmas, and uh, I'm opening up my gifts for my wife and all that, and I come across this one gift. I had to send it to Josh as soon as I opened it, but it was <laughs> my wife made a custom pair of dress socks for me. That have the serious talk logo on it and in big letters, come on. I'm like, come yes. On. That's good stuff. <laughs> I actually wore those socks uh, this past Sunday and I'm like, yes, we're we're getting back to season two and there we it's go. Like, hey, gotta go. Gotta go all hey, out. Gotta get gotta get ready. <laughs> gotta get in in tune with uh with what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> so how have you been, brother Josh? Oh man, my brother from another mother. I have been absolutely fantastic. Like it's I tell you what. So I I was so bummed because Halloween weekend it, it's easiest to refer to it as Halloween weekend because if you say like Harvest Sunday, most people don't know what that is. So yeah. <laughs> Halloween weekend, I ended up getting this real bad um like kind of like sinus infection type deal and i usually would get that every every halloween time frame i don't know why it's been real consistent um for the past several years but 
I never recovered from it. Like I, I dealt with it and you and I weren't able to record together um, for a few episodes because of it. And then we were getting ready to, um, we were getting ready to, it was getting ready for Thanksgiving and, and preparing preparation for that. Um, I ended up getting, starting a new contract, which was great. Um, but then in the middle of like, literally right before Thanksgiving, I ended up getting a real bad infection in my leg. And so that put me out for a little bit and where I was working, they said, Hey, we just need able-bodied people. And I had missed a couple of days. I had doctor's notes for it, but they said, you know, we need somebody who's healthy and, and able to work right here right now. So I got the boot. And so oh, I was well. just, it was a rough spot, man. I'm telling you, and I'm like, I'm, I was thankful for it because the company that I was with, um, I don't want to badmouth the company because I worked with some really cool people there. But like the second spot that they had moved me to, um, it was right after I got that infection in my leg. And it was like I was working legitimate construction sites, which is really cool. But when you can't move and you can't walk, that's that's no bueno. It's no yeah. good. <laughs> it's, and so like it wasn't, you know, anything bad. But um, yeah, so I got let go. And so I'm 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 sitting here and it's getting ready for um uh christmas and i'm like i i don't know what i'm gonna do i i literally have been working for three going on four weeks and and i'm being let go and literally right before christmas it was like i think the 15th of december something like that And i'm like i didn't even get a chance to buy anybody christmas gifts i didn't get a chance to do anything oh. and you know so i'm i'm getting hit with kind of like that that christmas blues a little bit because now i'm unemployed again i've got no income and just dealing with the whole nine yards that come with that yeah. and i'm yeah i'm not that i question god for who he is but i'm like what are you doing here god like what what is what is your end game what is your plan what are you trying to show me because obviously we're playing a fun little game and i'm missing the mark somewhere like and i don't know where i'm coming short up <laughs> at and so you know we move into to January time frame, and I I start a new contract. Beneficial from that perspective, but being able to take some time off um, and and properly recover, uh, I was still getting sick pretty pretty often, which was really weird. Um, so I ended up going to an urgent care and getting checked out because I I was convinced I had COVID at one point. Yeah. Um, was starting to get real nasty cough and stuff like that, and. And so they actually, you know, they, I did a test and they said, Hey, you're, you're negative, but like, what brings you here? You know, what's bringing you in? And so we talked and, and she ended up, from what I can tell, um, I was diagnosed with bronchitis. Um, she didn't tell me for sure what it was, but, uh, yeah. So I dealt with that and got on some, some pretty good steroids and antibiotics. And I am feeling better today than I have in literally like months <laughs> now. I'm I'm like pumped. I'm excited. I feel great and fantastic. And and you know, it's it's when that happened, I'm like, okay, I don't understand what's going on, but now I'm at a point where it's like I was able to go and and, and get some help, you know, in that mm -hmm. sense of, you know, medical treatment. And so everything kind of led up to that. And I'm not saying that that was God. I'm I'm not saying it wasn't. You know, it could have just been we're humans and we go along life and, and this is just how things play out. Yeah. But, you know, I'm, it also gave me plenty of time to stop and, and slow down and pray and actually, like, get into the Bible and, and figure out what do I want for myself? 
not just because it's 2022, but, you know, ending the year out last year, one of the big things, one of the big, you know, pushes I was talking about was learning how to love yourself. Yeah. And so 2022, I've made it my goal um, or like my my personal vision, taking that concept and building upon it because you can't love your neighbors yourself unless you know how to love yourself. Mm -hmm. And so my goal this year is is putting that into practice and going out to my my Jerusalem or going out to like my friend group, finding people who I can serve and and love, finding my neighbors, mm -hmm. finding whoever it is, and being able to show who God is and what God is. Yeah. Not just for what the Bible says, although that is great, but being able to say, hey, you know, God was a real living mm. person. You know, yep. he he literally came and became flesh so that you and I could have a home in heaven one day to atone for the sins that you and I have committed since we were born, you yeah. know, and brought into this world. And so that's what my passion, my drive has been. And, and just taking it day by day, man, because, you know, like I was saying earlier, you get so caught up in, in these big commitments and so many chapters and so much time in prayer. And when you fall short of that, then it like it really knocks you down a few levels on that totem pole. Mm -hmm. And so that's just been my drive and my passion going into this year. Um, and I'm I'm thanking and I'm praising God for that because I don't like being off work. Um, I don't like not having income. I don't like, you know, having those those uncertainties and that doubt. But I serve a living God. Man. I serve a God who's risen from the dead. <laughs> Praise God. Come on. You know, and, and that's the beautiful thing. Like he's He's here. He's alive and well and risen. And we're going to meet him one day up in the air. You know, Lord willing, he comes back before something happens. But, you know, that's that's the beauty of it. Like he he's here. He's the comfort. He sent the comforter for us. Yeah. I don't have to worry. I don't have to fear. I just have to trust and rely on him that he knows what he's doing. Praise God. <laughs> Man, I'm talking a lot already. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna hush up now and let you get some words in. <laughs> well, you keep testifying, brother. But uh, that's awesome, man. It's great to see what the Lord's doing in your life, and it's even in those valley times we just we see God the biggest and the strongest in our lives, and uh, yeah. that's great. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to sharing eventually what God's been doing in my life. It's it's been something. My wife and I have been praying about for a long time, and no, it's not a kid. Praise the Lord yet. It's not a kid. Uh, but I shared this with Josh the other day in private while we were discussing how the season was going to look. And I'll say this, season two looks bigger and brighter and better than season one. I'll tell you that right now. And we're, ex we're really excited for what God's got in store uh, for this. Amen. Um, and I don't know if this will be a conversation I have with Josh on an episode or if this is a um a solo um bonus talk i don't know yet uh, we're still praying and seeking how we want to handle it but um yeah god's god answered a prayer recently in my life and um yeah i can't wait to share more details um soon but uh the lord yeah. brother but i'll tell you what man um as you were just testifying there it's just like it, i don't know yeah, God, there's no way to describe how good he is in our lives. And 
Um, in our roughest points, again, he is there to strengthen and help us, and uh, we need to do our part. Uh, with Christ in us, we need to live that life that's reflective of him, and that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. And um, if you want to take this over, Josh, uh, go ahead and kind of explain what we're going to talk about today. Um, I, I think you might just might word it better than I could, probably. Yeah, not a problem. Um, well, one thing Donnie mentioned real quick, um, he was talking about we might do uh, that episode together over his um, his his request um, or his his uh, answer prayer. I mean, um, but he was mentioning possibly doing a solo episode. So I just wanted to throw this back out there with season two being underway officially. We have made a few changes to the structure of serious talk in and of itself. Um, one of those things being that me and Donnie, when we started this project, you know, we were we were gun ho ready to go, and uh, we didn't know what we were getting ourselves into. <laughs> we didn't, you know, it's not that we weren't planning time appropriately, but it was just that we planned too much with not enough time to do it all. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, just as a friendly reminder, with season two, we're going to be doing weekly episodes. They're going to drop every Friday at midnight. Mm-hmm. Um, or Thursday at midnight, however you want to look at that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we're not going to be doing the bonus episodes um, every week. Or Did I say that right? Are we dropping these on Friday? Or are we dropping these on... Yeah, Friday. It, so originally, yeah. we were dropping these on Monday. Yeah. Um, and that has officially changed. We are going to be dropping these on Fridays from here on out. Yeah. Um, and bonus talk episodes aren't something we're going to be doing every week. Um, that's something that we'll both pray about, we'll talk about. And, and we'll kind of go from there in terms yeah. of if we have, you know, something we want to talk about that, that God's laid on our heart uh, to make an episode over. Um, but that's not something that we want you guys to be regularly expecting. Um, expecting. Yes, exactly. Um, but putting that note aside, um, I mentioned the title earlier, uh, and that would be, where do we go from here? And the thing about that is... You're going to hear that title and you're going to go, oh, no. And if you're if you've ever been on TikTok or if you've ever seen a TikTok, what immediately comes to mind to me is that song. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. no. I'll say this. I've recently gotten to TikTok and it's addicting. I'll tell you that. Yes, Uh, man. I haven't. Yeah, I haven't made a single TikTok, but. It's just hilarious to see what people come up with and <laughs> the stupid stuff people do. It's like, man, do you have anything to do with your life? Because <laughs> clearly I don't because I'm watching these. So, <laughs> See, I've got real bad ADD, which means I have a dopamine shortage. And you're telling me I can go on an app for 60 seconds and get just floods and floods of dopamine. TikTok <laughs> was the worst thing ever created for somebody <laughs> like me. I spend, I will literally go like a couple hours on it to the point where TikTok has these wellness videos. Quite literally, like if it's like a certain time frame at night and you've been watching for a while, a wellness video pops up and it's like, hey, you know, TikTok will still be here tomorrow. You really should probably drink some water and go to sleep. And, and come back to this later. And I'm like, don't tell me what to do. It's three in the morning. Like, I'm, I'm a big man. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> so, like yeah. It shuts down. Like, I, I think it was like, when I remember as a kid, like there was a certain time at night, I think it was like Nickelodeon or Disney would just shut off. It's like, 
okay, you're basically telling me to go to bed, so yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not tired, so I'm gonna go and watch some David Letterman. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I think it was like ten or eleven o'clock, something like that. Mm-hmm. It would kick off. And then after that it was just yeah, you were stuck with like the late night show and then the late late night show. Yeah. And <laughs> but yeah, where do we go from here? It's that's I don't know. such where a, do we go? You know, I don't know. We're gonna find out together. Mm. Oh man. Yeah, and we so we the last episode we did together was why we don't go to religious churches. Yeah. And and we're not necessarily trying to piggyback off of that, but we want to take that same concept and and apply it with serious talk and apply it with 2022 and apply it with our lives today. Um, where do we go from here? We, as Christians, we as people are always striving for the next big theme. TikTok, for example, it's always the next next viral hashtag, the next viral video, the next viral um song or whatever that can get you the most views and most followings um it's it, with serious talk we've never been about the next big thing in that sense we've always just been about god yeah putting god first prioritizing god and then you know essentially it's like it's like a garden you know we're planting seeds and we're letting god grow the increase yeah. and that's been our our driving force is just serving god and making god known well we live in a very ungodly world in today. We live in a world that is very, um, it's very anti-God. It's very anti-religion even, um, which is weird to say because, you know, when you think religion, a lot of people immediately go to Christianity, but religion as a whole is, there's Christianity, there's um, Buddhism, there's there's the Muslims, there is Mormons, there is Catholic Catholicism. There's so many things that are bundled under that yeah. umbrella term of religion. But this world itself is turning its back on on God, and it's turning its back on itself. Even we're watching. You know, if you if you pay attention to the news, any I really don't. But um, you know, we're watching countries like Russia who are trying to invade Ukraine. We're watching these these crazy things happening and unfolding right before our very eyes, and it's that's the nature of this world. That's the nature of sin. That's what the Bible said was going to happen. It's it, the Bible talks about in in Revelation that you know we you know, as as Christians, one of the big things that we have always been a proponent of is. Um, one man and one woman mm-hmm. uh, for marriage. And we're not going to get off on, on any kind of uh, tangent, anything like that, um, at least not in this particular episode. But, you know, that's one of the things that the Bible talks about. Um, man is going to turn away from the natural craving, the natural desire, the natural um, use of the flesh, if that makes sense. And it's going to start going more towards a lot of like this this homosexuality and a lot of man lying with man, woman with woman. And as as Christians, that's a really touchy subject because so many people get really um you know very zealous about their ideas and their opinions. And so we've got to be very careful with just how we address certain topics. Not just as as me and Donnie here on serious talk, but as Christians in general, 
And that was one of the things we talked about with the episode regarding why we don't go to religious churches. Well, a similar concept applies in here. Where do we go from here? Because as Christians, we're supposed to love one another. And we're supposed to love our neighbors ourselves. It's the greatest commandment that we have. But how do you, you know, push forward in a world that is trying to push you out? How do you make a difference in a world that's trying to shut you up? In a world that's trying to silence and 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 cage you, you know, and that's that's kind of what we want to talk about tonight. It's kind of what we want to, um, you know, bring attention to, really, yeah. if that makes sense, is um, having a voice, understanding we have a voice, but using that voice properly. Yeah. Not just me and Donnie here on Serious Talk, but like I said, as Christians and as people, we want to be conscientious of what we're doing and what we're saying. And we want to be mindful of others, not that we want to tiptoe on eggshells, so to speak, with what we're saying. You know, we we want to be bold when it comes to speaking truth and the truth being the gospel yep. and what the Bible says, not not us and not our opinions. But we also don't want to be so um, so constrained that it feels like we're walking on eggshells trying to make sure we're not offending every single person. Um, who listens to us either. Yeah. yeah, and obviously our intention isn't to just blatantly get up and say stuff and, and, and just be like, yeah, I don't care if I offend you. No, like, we do care. Yeah. And and that's something that, like you said, we're trying to be mindful and careful of. Um, but there's also comes a point when you have to step up and you have to speak out and you have to speak truth. Yeah, and there's there's a story, and I don't remember the story um off the top of my head but to summarize it it talked about how there was this person who um you know there there was a group of people who were having their rights um alienated and and this group of people were were trying to speak up and and speak out for themselves and defend themselves but this particular person said you know that's that doesn't pertain to me it doesn't matter so I'm not going to speak up. I'm not going to stand out on, on that. Well, you know, fast forward. There's another group of people who their rights are being alienated. And, and people are standing up, speaking out. But this person says, you know, that's not that's not for me. That's not my cup of tea. You know, it is what it is. They go on about their day. Well, it gets down the line, down the line, down the line to them until their rights are starting to be alienated. And they're like, hey, you know, let's. it's time to stand up and speak out and, and speak up against this. But they didn't speak out or stand up for anybody else. Everybody else has been silenced at this point, and now it's just me, and there's no one left to speak for me. Yeah, I got a you story know, and, to go along with your story, and you're, you're speaking the truth, brother. And I shared this with you um, as we were preparing for this episode, but something that just has shocked me and shocked our community where I live, that at elementary school... Not too far away from where I live is having, get this, at their elementary school, a satanic club. As Josh had said, we're all we're we're all open and given the freedom of speech. These folks have their freedom of speech to do this. They have their right to do this club. But here's the thing that rocks my world. What are the Christians going to do about it? 
<laughs> the reason why Satan clubs are coming into school is because we've taken God out of the school. We, we wouldn't have these clubs. We wouldn't have all these things if God was in the school. And it, it, our world needs God. We are one nation under God, and we have clearly missed that point. As people are trying to rewrite history, trying to rewrite this, that, and the other, this is a prime example, a good example of when you take God, oh, something that was once godly, you'll see the end result of it. And um, according to a news article, it says that this um, after-school Satan club, as they're calling it, is promising science projects, puzzles and games, arts and crafts projects, nature activities. And it said on the flyer that you, a parent has to sign a waiver for them to come into this. No parent should have to ever sign a waiver for their kid to join an after-school curriculum um, saying that they um, are allowing their children to participate in this and um, they may pick up some things along the way. They should never have to do that. Um, a child should be freely able to go to a after cool after school curriculum or after school club or whatever. But the point I'm trying to make here is Christians don't lose your voice because the world will take that voice and use it for their good and their benefit. And we cannot let our light die in this world. And what do we do from here? Well, it's time to put on the full armor of God. We need to be transformed. And I sent this verse to Josh today. It is it's from uh, Romans 12, 2, it says, Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. They may be able to prove that which is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We need to um, be not conformed to this world. We can't let this world take over. Um, of course, ultimately, we know before Jesus Christ's return, Satan will have his way in this earth. But in the meantime, we need to keep standing our ground. We need to put on the full armor of God each and every day. And see, yeah, we, we can't put the armor down now. We can't let it get rusty. We can't let it sit and collect dust. We need to put it on every day. We need to sharpen up our sword. We need to, we need to polish our armor every single day. And that only begins when we're seeking God's face and when we seek him first. And as the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. And everything will fall into place once we seek the Lord and his will for our lives. And um, we cannot allow Satan to have this country. Um, he, he's already doing enough. We are one nation under God. And that's how it needs to be. And this is not a um, religious speech. It's not my thought or opinion. People came to America in search of freedom. Freedom to worship the one true God. Because where they were living, they couldn't, they couldn't do anything without persecution. And we've taken that far, far too, uh, for granted. We need to polish up. We need to, men, we need to man up. We need a lot more men in our country. We need men and not little sissy, uh, backboneless guys, little wimps. We need strong men. We need dads in the home. We need solid husbands. We need, we need men of character. And praise God that my church is doing something about that. We have a men's meeting once every quarter to train up these boys, train them not to be wimps. Tell them to man up, grow a backbone, and be who God's called them to be. Because um, ultimately, God's given man the 
the responsibility of being the house, the head of the household. He's been, he's called men to be uh, the head of, uh, or the leaders of the church. He's called men to be men. And we need men to be men and we need women to be women. We need godly young men. We need godly young ladies, people who will stand up for the word of God and not back down. And Come on. in our schools and our workplace and in our churches, especially we need godly people. But in this world, well, where Satan's had his hand far too long, we need people to stand up, stand up for what's right, and um, we we can't back down. We don't have time to back down. The time Man. we back down is when we go up, <laughs> and uh, <Yeah. laughs> we need to keep pressing on people. Come on, <laughs> we need to wake up. And the reason why we're seeing um homosexuality being legalized, abortion being legalized, why we see satanic clubs in school, why we see this, that, and the other. Where do we go from here? Well, we need to keep going on. That's where we go. We keep pressed toward the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. That verse there tells us we need to keep going and keep going until we go. We go home. We need to keep going. And we don't have an excuse. All of our excuses are terrible. That's what happens when we're human, man. We have too many excuses as humans. And I'm guilty. I have my own excuses. And I have excuses why I don't leave a tract somewhere. I have excuses um, for not telling somebody about Christ. I have excuses for this, that, and the other. And I'll raise my hand. I'm guilty of that, as I said. But those excuses aren't need answers. We need because one day God's going to ask us, why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? We can't say, I don't know. We, we need to be ready to give an answer. And yep. in this world that we're living in, we need more answers than questions. Because this world's seeking with the questions. We need to give them the answers that they need. And yep. because they can look at us and say, well, why do you say homosexuality is a sin? It's, it's fine. Love is love. And then abortion, people say, why, how dare you say abortion's wrong? It's my body, my choice, which it's not really your body. (laughs) It's another human life. That's their body. But why do we say this and that the other? Well, uh, this season, we hope to give you some answers to some of those questions. Uh, We need to put on the full armor of God each and every day. And I may be going off on a, a rabbit trail, but... The world is the way it is because the Christians are the way they are. Come on. As Christians. Say that a little louder for the people in the back. Come on. Oh, I will. The world is the way it is because the Christians are the way they are. And we as Christians need to be Christians. We need to be like Christ. And I'm not saying go picketing around the corner and throwing a fit about every little thing that's going on in the world. And again, Josh and I just had these conversations the other day, and uh, we love people. We love them, no matter who they are, red, yellow, black, and white, gay, straight, whatever. Whatever you classify yourself as, we love you. But we do not love sin. We cannot condone sin. We cannot say, it's all right. Um, God will forgive you. This is one one of the biggest lies I hate the devil gives people. It's like, well... I can sin all I want. God will forgive me. Yeah, God will forgive you, but guess what? He hates sin. 
And we should not have a desire in our heart to do sin. Yes, we will sin because we are from Adam. The, the first one to sin. Yes, it's in our blood. We'll keep sinning until we go to heaven. But we should not want to sin. We should want to be like Jesus Christ every single day of our life. We should want to grow in him and be more and more like him. Because obviously that's their flesh and they don't know better. We as Christians need to start living like the Lord and not living like the world. Yeah. And I, it, again, just one of the biggest lies Satan will give somebody is, well, it's all right. Sin's all, all right. No, it's not. Sin is what put Jesus Christ on the cross. Sin is what put those nails in his hands and his feet and the crown of thorns on his head and the blood streaming down. We should not see sin as okay. I, again, I will repeat this till I'm blue in the face. I love everybody, no matter who they are, what they've done, where they are, what color skin they are, what, whatever they are in this life. I, I love people no matter what. But I do not love sin. I don't love my own sin. I do not at all. But here's what I do love. I love seeing people turn from their sin and come to Jesus Christ. And the only way they'll ever see that is if I'm being real. If I'm living the life that Jesus Christ lived and living that life that is pleasing to him. And we can't keep going on accepting every single sin. We can't. We just we can't afford for that because that will just open even more doors for Satan to creep in. He'll he'll get into more elementary schools, middle schools, high schools, colleges. He will get into the communities. He will even get into our churches. And it's sad enough that we see so many churches that have allowed Satan into them. We need, we need God in his church. We don't need the devil yep. in there. He, the, the devil goes after the weak. He will go after anybody who will allow him to step through their doors of their heart and through their buildings. He will allow anything. We need more churches to be churches. We need more, we need more believers to be believers. We can't afford hey, for man. it. We can't afford for it. Man, I've been listening to this album uh, by Triumphant Quartet, uh, and it's the album is called um, Bigger Than Sunday. Uh, the album is called Bigger Than Sunday. I didn't realize that. <laughs> um, yeah, the album is called Bigger Than Sunday, and that particular song on the album Bigger Than Sunday, um, there's there's a line, there's two lines in it that really really stick out to me. Um, I've had this album on repeat for for a couple weeks now, um, but in this particular song, "Bigger Than Sunday," he's they're talking about how you know as, as Christians we we think, um, especially when we're we're newer Christians, um, we think that God only meets with His people one hour a week. We think that He only meets with us within four walls and a steeple. But reality is, God will meet us wherever we are, right where we're at. Yep. God loves us, and God wants to be there for us. And you don't have to be in a church house. Yep. You don't have to be meeting with God on just that Sunday morning or that Sunday night or that Wednesday night. You can go home or you can be at work and, and open up your Bible app on your phone, your tablet, your whatever, and, and literally just 
right there where you're at, where you're sitting. You can get in the word of God right there where you're sitting or wherever you're at. You can be, you know, in, in a state of prayer. It, you don't have to have a special place. You don't have to have, you know, the church or during, you know, a church service. You can do it right there, right where you're at. And we as Christians have lost that. We can find God to the to the church house and we can find God to one hour a week. And if you don't give me something from the pulpit and, you know, when I go home, I'm just going to go back to living the way I'm living. You know, and God is a miracle worker. Don't get me wrong. But it's just like our, our bus ministries. You can't have kids literally live in the world for six days a week and then expect us on one hour on Sunday to transform their lives. It, it doesn't work. God can do miraculous things, but you've got to feed that. You've got to grow that. And that's what we're talking about with serious talk. We want to plant seeds and we want God to grow and to increase. And it's going to take us praying. It's going to take us reading. It's going to take us being faithful to the cross. And that's just like you, Christian. That's just like you, person. You will never go anywhere unless you strive to go somewhere. And what I mean by that is you are exactly where you want to be. You can say, I wish I was I was skinnier or I wish I was smarter or I wish I was faster. I wish I was fill in the blank. But. You are right where you want to be. Yeah. Reality is you are going to put in the time and the effort to get to where you want to be. And if you're not putting in the time and you're not putting in the effort, then you really don't want to be where you're, where you're talking about where you want to be. And with me, I train Brazilian jiu-jitsu and I love it. And, but one of the big things that we talk about, or one of the big like memes or, or sayings, quotes, whatever, is that, you cannot cheat the grind. Hmm. Jiu-jitsu knows how much time you put into it, and you're going to get out of it what you put in. You're not going to be able to go through competitions and, and submitting people uh, if you're not putting in the time and, and, and the energy on the mats beforehand. If you're just going to go and train once a week and think you're going to rock in this competition when somebody's been training five, six, seven days a week even, who's training you know, three and four hours usually a day versus you training one class for an hour a week. You know, you're, it's the same principle with Christianity. It's the same principle with life. You are going to get out what you put into it. If you want to serve God and you want to live for God, you need to be on your face in prayer. You need to be in the word of God. You need to be going to church and being with God's people. Mm-hmm. You need to be listening to music that's going to honor and glorify and edify Christ. And it's going to honor and glorify him in, in, in your mind and help you have a better mindset instead of listening to something that's going to be filled with trash, filled with garbage. It's going to be filled with, um, you know, curse words and, and slain and, and slander and things that are degrading to, to, to us as humans, but especially stuff that's degrading to women or degrading to men um, or degrading to particular races, religions, etc. You know, when you fill your mind with garbage, you're going to get garbage out. Garbage in, garbage out. You know, you don't you don't get on fire for God by listening to garbage. You don't get on fire for God by playing with trash. You don't get on fire for God by not going to church. You get on fire by doing these things, by serving God, by having a desire and an intention and fulfilling that desire and that intention. There is a man by the name of Leonard Ravenhill. Um, and he there was a sermon that he preached one time and he was talking about the subject of prayer. And I don't remember the man's name he was using in the illustration, 
but he said that there was a particular man he knew who was a prayer warrior. And we're not just talking about the guy who prays, you know, you know, that sweet hour of prayer every day. We're talking about a man who literally, when he passed away, they were at his house going through his stuff. And next to his bedside, there were two grooves dug into the floorboard. And they put two and two together. That's where he prayed. He was praying for so long, for so much, every single day, that he literally, his knees had been um, deformed where he had literally worn the floor out where he prayed. And if that doesn't, you know, if that doesn't buzz your buzzer, your buzzer's broken, man, Mm. because that is to think that, that the reality is people used to live and serve God like that. Yeah. People used to literally dedicate themselves to Christ and dedicate their time to Christ and to something that was bigger than them. They used to actually get out and tell people about Christ. And they used to actually get out and, and pray for people. They used to get out and share the gospel. They used to go and tell people about a somebody who could save anybody. Instead, we're too concerned about going down the street or even making a phone call anymore to put in an order to pick up a pizza. Like we, with the anxiety and, and the, the nerves that are going rampant in our country, and I'm not saying that anxiety isn't a real thing, but we literally have people who are afraid to pick up a phone and talk to somebody. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't, see, I'm, I'm a big advocate for mental health and, and, and things of that nature. So I can't speak on, on behalf of anxiety because that's not something I've dealt with. I've always been a very people person, but the fact that we have a generation that's literally coming up that doesn't know how to communicate. Quite frankly, they don't. They we have Can't lost. look them in the eyes. Can't look at people yeah. in the eyes. Yeah. If, if you're not literally sitting here with your phone, you know, in front of your face, you can't communicate with somebody. Yeah. And and I'm not even talking about just like verbal communication. I'm talking about you could be best friends with somebody, but the moment you get up in front of each other, that phone has to go up. You can't look at each other in the eyes. You can't talk to each other verbally for more than, hey, what's up? And that's it. If you got a phone there, I don't know what it is. This generation is so caught on with instant gratification. With with this, the Bible calls it vanity. It calls it pride. It calls it lack of humility. We're so caught up and we have to have it. We have to have it right now. We've got to have the best. We've got to have the biggest. We've got to have the greatest. And if we don't, then we're dirt. Yeah. And that's what this world is telling us. You see it in the advertisements. You see it in the TV shows and the movies. You see it in commercials. You see it in, in Facebook even with all these stupid pop-up stores coming over everywhere. It pops up and, hey, have you got your, you know, the, the Super Bowl? For example, by the way, who ah, my mom's a Kansas City Chiefs fan, man. So let's go, Chiefs! Right? You know, man, I was so disappointed the way that (laughs) game played out. I was so the Bengals. I'm telling you, deserve to win that Super Bowl after the way that Patrick Mahomes literally started running in circles. I don't, I don't, I've never played professional football. I'm not a football person in that sense. So I can't speak on their behalf, but it's like you forgot how to play football, man. You know, 
That's it's, it's crazy. But that's how our Christians are today. Yeah. We literally we've hit our first our, our our first quarter and our second quarter and we're doing great. And some reason halftime comes through and then we get hit by something. Yeah. I don't I my my mom insists that they had some special gummies back in that locker room. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Mom, you know, it's a football team. I don't know that they could do that. <laughs> I'm just like, you know, they I, I don't know, man. They goof they goof real bad. But that's Christians today. Like yeah. we literally start going in and, and we get on fire for God. And then something happens. We hit that halftime report, and then we just fizzle. We fade. Yeah. We just die off. And instead of being like the Chiefs who come out strong and then fizzle, we need to be more like them Bengals, man. Uh, we need to start out and, you know, tread on. the water a little bit, feel what it's like, and figure out what's going on, understand, study our opponent, our team. Mm. And then that second half hits, man. That second half hit, and they were ready to go. They were on fire. They knew what they needed to do. They made adjustments accordingly because they planned, they prepared. And we as Christians are not planning, we're not preparing. We get on fire for God and say we're going to charge hell with a squirt gun. Something bad happens in our life. And then we say, you know what? Well, that's it. That, that must be God hates me. God doesn't love me anymore. So I'm just going to go on down the road, doing my own thing, listen to what I want to listen to, serving people, you know, disrespectfully because they wrong me. So I'm going to wrong them back. I'm going to act the way I want to act, talk the way I want to talk. No. It's it's I'm I'm off on a, a, a tangent a rabbit trail there. Here's the thing. I apologize. I, I agree totally, brother. Like seriously, God does not hate you. The enemy hates you, and he would love nothing more than to see you fail and basically shake your fist at God. God loves you more than you love yourself. And guess what? We let's be honest. We all love ourselves. Come on. Look at our look at our culture. Let's be honest, like iPhone, iPad, I, 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 me, 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 Come on. Facebook, uh, my space. No, 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 not, not Facebook, it's, it's meta. Meta, now. whatever. It's meta. <laughs> we need it to be catered to me and me, 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 me. We're so caught up in ourselves, that just takes our eyes off God and basically allows Satan to uh, put his... Uh, vision on us basically think god hates me god can't do anything for me yada 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 <laughs> it's true uh, it really yeah. is well there's that um here, yeah go on sorry it's all right but something we need to keep in mind as christians is found in philippians chapter 4 and verse 8 says finally brother whatsoever things are true are we speaking truth are we living truth then the second thing here is whatsoever things are honest, and boy, have we lost honesty in our country, in our world, in, in our hearts. We have lost honesty. We're more apt to lie than be honest. And whatsoever things are just, I, we can go off on a whole other trail of that. But are we just? Are we right in our motives? And whatsoever things are pure, and boy, is that something we're lacking. And it's not just <laughs> with sexual things, but... Our heart, is it clean? Is our heart clean before God? Again, as Josh said, what comes in comes out. What are we putting in the gates of our heart, the eyes and the ears? What are we putting in those? What are we allowing into our heart? Are we pure? Whatsoever things are lovely, are we lovely? Or are we hateful? And what sort of things are good or poor? 
And boy, is that something that jobs and things are missing nowadays. Is It's so sad that companies have to do even deeper um, research on people before they hire them. What happened to people that you could trust and have them give you honest information? Good report. We need to live a good and honest life uh, that reflects God. And if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. We need to keep ourselves in check. And then there's multiple um, scripture in the Word of God that talks about different checklists. Um, that as we as Christians, especially in the New Testament, there's a bunch of checklists that uh, the Apostle Paul gives about Christians needing to check their heart and their lives. And boy, if we uh, as Christians in 2022 were to evaluate ourselves and look at those different checklists, ugh. <laughs> and I'm looking at my own life. Come on. It's like, I'm doing the same on, thing. Honestly, none of us are ready for Christ's return. As much as we anticipate it, as much as we want him to return, if we're honest, none of us are ready. Our hearts Man. are not pure. Our hearts are not just. We're not having a good report in our life. We're not lovely. We need to adjust ourselves. And again, that all goes back to the Satan uh, sneaking into our lives because we let him. We need to be more like Jesus Christ every day, getting in the Word, seeing these things for ourselves. Not just taking Donnie's Word or Josh's Word or a, pre a preacher or speaker's Word. We, we can't afford for that. We as Christians need to look and study for ourselves and that's the only way we can make it through this world and uh what do we do from here where where do we go from here well let's be honest we need to go to god's word we need to go to um the, the ground on our knees as josh shared with that story we need to go back to the basics and <laughs> funny enough the original name for serious talk was back to the basics and it was it started off as a blog then evolved to a podcast, and that's how we got serious talk, where we just get serious. But we really need to get back to the basics. We need to get back to what God intended for us as Christians, to have that fellowship with him. And originally, we weren't technically given the name Christians. We were just walking with God. But because of one man's sin, that completely changed the course of history. And... We had to find a way back to Christ. That was through his son's sacrifice on the cross and believing in that. And that's how we became Christians. It's because of what Jesus Christ did for us. So we need to get back to the basics. And that's where we need to go from here. We need to go back to, we need to go back to the word. We need to go back to our knees. We need to go back to all those things we just listed. If good report, lovely, and so on and so forth. We need to go back to what we know to be true and to yep. bring that truth to the light. Because this, the truth is hiding in the dark way too much, and that's why the darkness is creeping in and taking over it and extinguishing our lights. Because we need to go back exactly to where we began, and that's at the feet of Jesus. Yep, come on. The ground is level at the foot of the cross. Yep. And what that simply means is, is simply as we can put it, that means that there's nobody who's too tall or too small, too skinny or too big. There's nobody who's done anything or will ever do anything that 
God could never love you for or could never forgive you for. The ground is level at the foot of the cross because it's meant to be level. It's meant to be so that anybody and everybody can come and know Christ for themselves, know Christ as their own personal Lord and Savior. The devil doesn't even have to try anymore. It's sad. We literally, we used to have a time where pastors would get up in the pulpit and would preach the word of God and weren't afraid of stepping on toes. And I'm not saying that they they shouldn't be mindful of that stuff. Just like I said, we shouldn't be, you know, we should be mindful of that as well with what we say and speak of on the podcast. But there there comes a point when you do need to take a stand and you need to take a bold stand with what you're saying. So long as it is backed by the word of God and not you taking a verse out of context to back up what you're saying, but truly taking what the word of God says and backing up your point that way. Yeah, that's we've, we've lost that. Yeah, it's a sad thing. We have transformed and converted the Bible to be what we want it to be instead of what it should be and what it is. And yeah, it goes back to that thought of, well, God's OK with my sin. And that's what we've made it to be. We, we've made God's word to be okay with our sin. And it's sad that many places that call themselves a church are preaching these things that are catering to what sin they want to sound as okay and what sin as they want as like, you're going to hell <laughs> if you do this. Yeah. Even if you're saved, you're going to hell. And yeah. the Bible says, once you're saved, you're always saved. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my Father's hand. Once you're saved, you're always saved. There's no exceptions. That's going back to the basics, going back to what God intended. God intended for us um, to be saved and always saved until we go to heaven. But this world's converted it to where, oh, you can lose your salvation if you tell a lie. You you will go to hell if if you do. Oh, no, don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. And then there, you got the other side of the coin. It's like, okay, you can do that. You're all right. Go sin. This sin's all right. This sin's all right. Don't do this, but it's okay. God will let it slip. No, he won't let it slip. Uh, yeah. Those nails in his hands and his feet didn't let it slip. It, Come on. <laughs> because that blood didn't let it slip. Uh, there's no, oh, there's no sin that can go under the rug. Nothing that can be swept under the rug. Bible tells us that surely our sin will find us out. And eventually Amen. that sin that we think is all right will come and bite us. And we can't let that happen because that gives le- um, free will to the devil to do whatever he wants with it. And it will consume us to the point where we're living for sin rather than God and righteousness. So yep. we need to, as the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God in his righteousness. We need to seek God above all else and seek his righteousness, and seek him first and foremost in our life, resisting the devil, and the Bible says he will flee from us. So we need to yep. start seeking. Again, we need to go to the cross. We need to seek God above all all else. Hey, man, that's that's good stuff. I think that's a great way to uh, kickstart off season two, man. Absolutely. We, it's That's our message. That's our our driving force our purpose you know we 
as Christians, we make it too easy anymore for Satan to to step in and get in the way and discourage us and and steer us off the straight and narrow path. And the problem with that is it used to be difficult. Like we used to have standards and convictions in that sense of of like proper standards, like proper convictions of what the Bible said was right and what the Bible said was wrong. Yeah. And now we argue over what color the the carpet is or what color mm. the if we have pews or if we have chairs. You know, we we literally Satan just laughs. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to do anything to divide us anymore. He doesn't have to do anything to 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 steer us away from serving God. We do it to ourselves. Yeah. And that's so sad. And that's that's our driving force, our purpose, our passion with with what we're doing here at Serious Talk. Uh and with with obviously we want to encourage and we want to help. That's that's a goal of ours, but we want to talk about Bible and we want to talk about what the Bible says. We don't want just our opinions. We don't want just, you know, Oh, well this sounds good. So we're going to say it. No, we want, we want to talk about what the Bible says. We want to talk about being children of God and, and actually taking a stand for God because we're in a world that doesn't take a stand for anything anymore. Yeah. The moment you take a stand, the world bashes and, and, and bullies you down until you sit back down. And then at that point, you don't have a voice. And then the next person's going to stand up. And because they, they have a belief that somebody else doesn't agree with, the world is going to bash them and bully them until they sit back down. It's time that we, as Christians, realize that we have it made here in America and even across the globe, there's, I don't, you know, I don't speak on behalf of every country out there because I know there are some countries out there where Christianity is, is forbidden. It's banned and, and believing in God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy ghost, um, will literally get you martyred for your faith. But in America, we have a great, we have a fantastic yeah, churches, not, not all churches across America can meet right now. My church, we've got to the point where we can meet, thankfully, praise the Lord. But, you know, even out of abundance of caution, when with, with COVID and with so much sickness and stuff going around, we still have the opportunity to meet using live stream services. And, and technology, the way it's advanced, it's, it's an amazing tool that we can use to reach out to other people. But, you know, it doesn't just happen. That's something that someone had to take a stand and say, hey, even when the numbers don't look good, even when we don't have a large viewer count on the live stream, even when we don't have people showing up at, you know, and getting saved every Sunday or every Wednesday, or even when we're not seeing, you know, when the offering plates are going and we're not seeing the numbers that we need to keep the doors open, so to speak, you know, that's where we take a stand and say, hey, God is still good. God is in control. And where there's a will, there's a way. God will make it happen. But we have to be willing to take a stand and we have to be willing to sacrifice and yeah. put in that time, put in that effort and and give God our all. Yeah. We can't hold anything back. Yeah. And there's a couple, there's two instances I can think of in the Bible. Um, it's in, I believe it's in Acts. It might be Corinthians, Romans, it's somewhere in there um, where like, the the one family, uh, 
I'm I'm terrible with names, so I can't I can't give it to you. But um, the one family they sold all that they had, but they kept some of it back. Um, what they were doing is they sold every, yeah they sold all that they had and gave it to the church, but they held a little bit back, and and they said, oh yeah, we gave it all, and, and God came down, and and glory filled their souls. And when that happened, I'm telling you what, I would not want to be in that room that day when when God said, hey, I'm, I don't play around. If you tell me that you're going to give me your all, or if you tell me that you did give me your all, and you held part of that back, I'm sorry, Charlie, but your, uh, your time on Earth is done. It's over. Your clock is officially expired and run out. I would hate to be in the room when that happened, because everybody knows it. You don't just fall over dead because... You know, just because, I mean, you, I guess technically you could, but, you know, it's it's the glory of God, the glory of who he is and his magnificence. And to think that you're going to play God and get away with it. Now, uh, I'm sorry, honey, boo boo, but that's not how this works. OK, and that's I mean, that's just, I, that's that was silly. I know. I'm sorry, but it's just that's. That's what it boils down to. We need to take a stand and we need to determine that we're not going to play games anymore. We need to determine that we're not going to play games, especially when it comes to God. But when it comes to eternity, when it comes to salvation and especially regarding other people, we have too many Christians on the sidelines who want to root for the team that's doing best. But unfortunately, in today's day and age, the team doing best isn't always the team doing right. Yeah. But that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> well, like you said, we're off to a good start for season two, and we're excited for what's to come. So we need you all to stay tuned. Tune in every Friday. For our newest episode here on the Serious Talk Network. And like we <laughs> mentioned at the beginning, we're going to cover some things that can help you um, have the answers you need in this current culture. And that's kind of one of our focus this year, um, this season. And we also have a f- we're also thinking about having a few guests on here that relate to certain topics um, in our current culture. And uh, one of them is a friend of mine that I'm going to be talking to here soon about coming on to talk about the topic of music and how it relates to his testimony. And I'm excited for you all to hear it. And he's a good friend of mine. And fun fact, we were born on the same day, same year and everything. It's funny. Really? Yep. And, um, He's an awesome guy. I met him in high school when I went to um, a career technical school in high school. And he's just an awesome guy, heart, uh, just on fire for the Lord. And I can't wait for you all to meet him um, if he if his schedule allows and if he wants to come on. But uh, yeah, so we got some awesome things ahead. And again, just stay tuned to our social media. And yeah. Man, I'm good. excited. We are back, and we are better than ever. We're refreshed. We're ready to go, and we're yeah. ready to serve God with all that we have. And then I tell you what, I'm I'm excited to see where God takes us and where we grow from from here. Amen.
Well, if that's it, this has been episode one of season two. And this is Donnie. And I'm Josh. And y'all have a good one. Oops, sorry, oh, I was yeah. I was early. Ah <laughs> Who did? Ding on!